Hello, Positive Vibers. Welcome to the World of Positivists, the podcast series brought to you by Positive Vibes Magazine. For this episode, we have a very special guest. Her name is Mandy Coffey. Mandy is a digital entrepreneur and joyful full-figure model based in Arizona. As a single mom to three young kids, she dedicates her social media platforms to spreading positivity in hopes of leaving the world that she raises her kids in a better place. Without further ado, thank you so much, Mandy Coffee, and enjoy this episode. Great. So why don't we start off with you just telling us about yourself? Okay. Um, so I am in Arizona. I am a single mom of three kids, and I just started modeling last year. Um, I kind of got a name for myself on social media for being a dork. <laughs> Because I'm not like your typical fashion model that's all luxury. Um, a lot of what I do is for the sole purpose of making others laugh. And that's like my whole intention in the content that I create. So a little bit of a unique niche there. It's not something that you would see other fashion models doing on Instagram. Great. Um, so I'm curious, since you're all about positivity and being fun, what have you been doing right now to stay positive during COVID-19? You know, a lot of it is just allowing myself to laugh at the mishaps. You know, there's going to be things in life that happen. And obviously 2020 has been pretty rough for a lot of people. Um, Negativity breeds with negativity. Like it's, and so it's been super important for me and just my, my inner circle to uh, make sure that just like negativity brings on negativity, so does positivity. And so that's kind of been the main focus is surrounding myself, whether it be, you know, here at home with my kids and making sure that we're doing positive things or what I'm looking at online. You know, it's really easy, especially being, um, especially having a, a social media following, it's, it's easy to fall into the black hole of reels and IGTV and different posts to see um, and, and there's no way to stop it really. It just will keep going. And if you, if you start on the trend of the negativity, you'll get lost in it. So, um, my main focus for this pandemic has just been to make sure I'm consciously aware of what I'm exposing myself to online. Um, so that I in turn can continue that positivity for my own audience. Yeah, it's great. I think that, um, social media has a way of becoming very negative. Um, I really like the platform of Instagram. Of course, there's going to be very negative Instagram postings. Um, but yeah, I'm not, a, personally, I'm not a huge fan of Twitter or even Facebook. To me, Twitter is very negative. Like, I can't go on Twitter without seeing someone making a snappy remark at someone. I'm more just like, I'm pulling myself away from that. That's actually kind of why we don't have an account on Twitter, because maybe it's the perfect place to have it, though, maybe, <laughs> to, like, kind of get a breath of fresh air on Twitter. But I'm not a fan um, of that. I was against social media for a long time, like a long time ago, because of how negative it could be and just how superficial it can be. Especially when you bring up like models, there's a lot of models that will kind of kind of put on that face and not that realism like that you put on, like, you know, like personality, you know, all natural, all that kind of stuff, the really great things that make people people. And I think that sometimes models, not saying anything bad about them, just saying that they kind of can get away of that personality or that they have to be perfect, which is a huge standard on them. And I can imagine it being very hard with all the things you have to think about being a model. Um, But perfect. So do you have anything else you wanted to say about that? I just wanted to add along, kind of to piggyback off what you said, I think a lot of times um, 
well, I said it, society has taught us that uh, beauty is, is what, what you see, right? It's surface level. And I think that's why a lot of times models or even just, you know, social media personalities get caught up in presenting their highlight reel to their audience, right? They, they're only showing their best side or their most edited picture or, um, you know, whatever it may be, because that's the way we've kind of been brainwashed, in my opinion, is to think that that's what people want. And that's what makes something beautiful. Um, I was raised totally different than that. I was raised that beauty is actually just from within and anyone can have beauty as long as you're radiating the good intentions of your heart. And so I think that's kind of where I stand out and why this has taken off so rapidly for me because I'll get on there and I'll stutter in my stories like what I just did with you or, you know, I, I'll go on with no makeup on and, you know, I don't have perfect skin or, you know, I've got the bed head or I'm tripping down the stairs or whatever it may be. Um, and to me, that's, that's not making or breaking beauty. That's just me on display. I think what's beautiful about, um, about my platform, I, I, I guess is how I'll word it, is that uh, it's inviting to that authenticity. So the, the beauty that, that comes from it, I don't personally think that I'm, I'm beautiful. That's not, I mean, that's subjective. Beauty comes and goes. I'm, I'm a, lot of, a lot of people's, I'm not a lot of people's type. I get a lot of those comments too. It's subjective. So for me, I, I really try to hone in and focus on the fact that um, out, outward beauty, surface beauty is subjective. Um, and to focus more on, are you doing good in this world? Are you service projects? Are you spreading positivity? You know, if you, that, that's my main focus in, in my, my mission with my, my online platform. That's great. Yeah, I like how you mentioned that. Um, you were raised that way. I was definitely raised to always try and be positive and always kind of do the right thing, always just be kind to others and, you know, have courage and integrity. And I think it's great that um, you're showing that side because I think people are attracted to that. I think people really like seeing people being people. And I think that you just saying like, oh, you have bedhead or you may not have makeup on in like a story or something. I think people like that. I think people think that that's great. And, and also it's a huge inspiration with people who just are regular good people who can amount to something like you you know it doesn't have to be the super unrealistic standards that you know beauty puts on people like being super tall or being super thin it's being just a person and everyone has beauty and you just gotta have to kind of work it <laughs> absolutely awesome so and, and you know during COVID-19 has been hard so I'm curious how have you been motivated to be productive during these times is it like you said, I know you mentioned the black hole of social media, but it's easy to sink in the black hole of COVID, which is finding, like, lacking inspiration. And some people, that's out of their control. Some people have it a lot harder. I'm curious on, like, what you've done to remain productive. I mean, you told me you're going on a, a shoot right after this. So how do you um, keep up with all this stuff? It's great. You know what? I was actually just telling a friend of mine earlier this morning that I don't know why I've put so much on my plate for the month of October. I feel like because everything's opening up post, you know, or starting to, we're coming out of that really dark hour of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I was just like eating it up. I'm like, yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. And, and um, so I think <laughs> me heading to the photo shoot right after this is a, is a product of me being a little overambitious with the doors opening up again. Um, but keeping myself productive during these times hasn't been too hard either. I mean, I'm a single mom. I work full-time in addition to this modeling. I also go to school. 
Um, and so I, and I'm, you know, pretty active in the community. And so being productive hasn't really been, um, being productive itself hasn't been a challenge as much as being productive at home <laughs> has been a challenge. Um, and I think honestly for me, and I know that this isn't everyone's style, um, but for me, it honestly has been journaling. That's what's kept me motivated and, and productive is I have a, a gratitude journal that even there's some days where I only have one thing to write because I'm just like, I either don't have time or I literally can't think of anything other than I'm glad my kids are healthy. <laughs> um, but that's, that's kind of been my go-to, especially, you know, what was it like June, July, that things were just so chaotic in society. <laughs> and I just really relied on that self-reflection and journaling to, to get me through all of it. <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah. Some people write it down. We just kind of talked about how people should try and think of three positive things about themselves every day. Um, especially, especially if they're feeling down, if you're feeling down five more, think of more, just think of anything that you can be grateful for. So I really like that you do that. Yeah. And I think writing just helps people find purpose. I think writing is a huge gateway for a lot of things. And even when people are like, I'm not a writer, the way you feel after you air it out on paper is so amazing. It's like you're talking to someone, but no one's going to read it. So it's, yeah. Um, did you have anything else on that? I had a fifth grade teacher that taught us when we would have to journal every day, you know, there was a certain part of our day that we'd have to journal. And I remember that this, like, I have this vivid memory of this happening where I told her, I'm like, I have nothing to write. I literally cannot think of a single thing. I was like super grumpy about it even. And she's like, this is what I want you to do. And I still use this technique. She's like, I want you just to start writing blah, 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 until something comes to your mind. And if, even if the next thought is I hate writing blah, you just wrote a sentence. And so I still use that even with my kids, my oldest, she's 10 and she has the worst anxiety. Like she fears everything. <laughs> and so journaling has been a big part of her healing process. And so um, I've kind of taught her that technique as well. If you can't think of anything else other than I'm scared or I don't want to do this, you can write that over and over again until another thought comes. And then you're training your brain to move from blah, 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 to I hate writing blah, to this is how I'm feeling to this is what I'm going to do. And so I, I've still, I'm still using that method that I learned in fifth grade because uh, it, it's effective. Awesome. No, that's great. I never thought of that. But I like the idea of just kind of scrambling your thoughts and eventually they'll just kind of make their way into you and you'll think of, and you'll even go into like why you feel that way. That's really yeah. cool. Um, so I know you spoke on being a model and only just doing it for one year so far, which is great. So how the, tell the story. How did it happen? Did someone approach you or did you try it yourself or what happened? Yeah, I was, um, <laughs> it's so crazy. So the, the timeline of this is like, it still blows my mind. I was newly divorced. And so my confidence level was completely shattered. I think I was only like less than two years out of my divorce. And I, I was not feeling great about myself whatsoever. Single mom in her thirties with three kids doesn't sound great on paper at all. <laughs> Um, and especially coming out of what I had come out of. And so um, I was working a, a booth at, at our um, town festival. We have a salsa festival every year and I was working a booth getting political signatures. Mm -hmm. And the booth next to me was another political booth, um, but somebody working that booth happens to also uh, work for this modeling agency. And he said, you know, I think you'd be great for our curvy division. And I, literally laughed in his face. I was like, you can, okay, that's funny. Thanks for hitting on me. 
like no <laughs> and um he's like no I'm, i mean i'm being serious here's my card and you know think about it no rush just reach out to me after you know you look into it and whatever it took me six months before i finally emailed him because i just could not wrap my head around that i'm like I've got Mombod to the max. Like he can call it Kirby all he wants, but this is nothing but chubs. And I, I'll, I'll admit openly, like my smile was broken back then. I, I smiled, but it wasn't genuine. And so it took me a long time to say, what do I've got to lose? And um, around that same time or during that six months after he had given me his card, um, I remember a really close friend of mine saying, you've lost the sparkle in your eyes and you need to figure out how to get that back. I mean, I'm talking, this was like the darkest hour of my life. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so I sat down and I said, you know what, I'm going to make a bucket list because I need to, not things to do before I die, but things to do so that I live. I need to rediscover what makes me happy and post-divorce life can be joyful. And so I sat down and I, I made a list of a hundred things that I want to do. I mean, it's simple. There, there were simple things on there. Like right now I'm chasing all the active lighthouses in the U S so <laughs> California and Washington. I know it's not much, but on a single mom schedule and budget, that's triumphant for me. <laughs> um, but anyways, while I was writing this bucket list, I just thought, you know what? Um, if I'm going to be able to accomplish half of this, I need more confidence. And what better way than to throw myself into the deep end? <laughs> Let's see what this can do for me. And the extra money won't hurt either. Mm -hmm. um, and so I reached out to, to the um, agent and was signed the next week. And oh. then later was sent on my first gig I mean and it has just like snowballed since then I I didn't start my my Instagram um I started posting more regularly in January I started it last July January I started posting more regularly and now I am gonna hit 100,000 followers before December so <laughs> I if I would have known two years ago that I would have been you know a light for so many people it probably wouldn't have made my darkness so dark <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that's amazing that it skyrocketed in just like a year and you've been able to do all these things. So what was your first gig like? Um, I was so nervous. <laughs> um, so I will admit it's a, it, um, it was for Bali brand. So I don't know if, if you guys are familiar with Bali brand. It's a super cute boutique of these two sister influencers started their own clothing line. I mean, they design it from like the sketching of it to picking the fabric to the final fit. They do it all and it was my it was my first gig and i was so nervous like i i'm like how do i not make it obvious that this is my first gig <laughs> um and then i don't know i just because i was picked for it i think is what kind of pushed me in out of my comfort zone and was like you know what they wanted this that's on them <laughs> and i it allowed me to kind of break that uh that fear, I guess. I just got silly on the shoot. And I, I mean, I can share some of the pictures with you. You can see I'm just laughing my head off because it's, it was too fun. It was just way too fun. I loved every second of it. And I, I'm still a huge fan of theirs. And that photo shoot with them was, it's still one of my favorites. It was a very monumental, you know, weekend for me. <laughs> That's great. It's fun to like turn around and make it fun and positive. Cause like oh, when you see like photo shoots or even like fashion shoots, Sometimes it's so serious with models walking, then turning and walking back. It's so serious and sometimes it doesn't feel fun. And I think that there is like a certain mood to that with that. But sometimes I would like to see more of the positive stuff because then from a standpoint like psychology, I feel like more people would actually be interested in buying the clothes 
if people were smiling and having fun in it, that you could see yourself wearing this and not have like a very serious demeanor. So that's really cool. Um, so I think it makes like even the clothes more relatable, um, but awesome. So then what's your take on body positivity? So mine's a little bit different than I think what, what most mainstream like influencers, models, whatever might might think. I, I'm more body um, neutral. Okay, so just accept who you are. I there are I have a lot of close friends that do lip fillers, Botox. They've had lipo. You know, they they do all of that. I you know breast implants, whatever. More power to you if that's what's gonna make you feel better about yourself. Because when you start feeling better about yourself, is when you're more willing to help others feel better about themselves. Um. So my stance on body positivity is work with what you got and work with what you can do. I, I'm not going to dog any of that. I mean, skinny, fat, midsize, tall, short, blonde, brown, lip filler, Botox, just, just rock what you have. It, it, it doesn't matter. Work with what you got and work with what you can do. Yeah. And I think that you have like more of a peace of mind if you realize that yourself. Because sometimes when I see, when I see like body positivity movements or campaigns, a lot of times I see it to break the standards for other people though. And that's, I think what the problem is. I think it's very sad if you're trying to, I mean, it's great if you want to convince people that your body is beautiful, but at the end of the day, you got to do that yourself. Um, and if you don't, you won't have confidence in yourself. And like you said, body neutral, that's the most important thing is, you know, having the love for your own body. Um, and knowing that people like even what you said you know people aren't your type there are people that won't like the way you look like me like everyone not everyone's gonna like you so and even if overweight people do experience rejection more that's kind of something that they kind of have to understand but then also realize that they love their body and who cares what others think at that point you know if you're if you like yourself then i think you should be fine and but of course that's like that's is so much easier said than done especially if people actually do make comments or people look at you a certain way it's very frustrating, but just try and own it your, the best way you can. It is hard, but what else can you do? It's, what you're, it's, it's your body. If you want to change it, you can. Yeah. It's not easy, but if you, you can definitely work at it. That's what's cool about body positivity and stuff is it's not set in stone. It's not like the, you're stuck with this. I mean, you are stuck with the body, but you definitely can change it. You can alter it. You can do whatever you kind of want. Just try and do it in like a healthy way. And if you do Botox um, and you do certain things, if you're if you're happy doing that and you're positive throughout it, I think yeah, more like just like you said, more power to you. Do whatever you want to make yourself the best that you can. Um, yeah, that's that's my take on it too. I I totally agree. I think one of my pet peeves with the social media movement body positivity is that there's it, it's still splitting people in half. So those that are using that hashtag or that movement are seen as trying to normalize obese versus those that are against it are saying that's not healthy. I, I really truly believe that there has to be something in the middle. Yeah. It doesn't have to be normalizing anything other than being comfortable in your own skin. Um, I know some large people who are actually healthy. They exercise all the time, but they have a thyroid disease that you know prevents them from looking healthy, but they exercise because of that thyroid disease. You know what I mean? And so I just feel like that hashtag or that saying has such a negative stigma to it that it's missing the entire point. It's yeah. not one way or the other. It's not, you have to be skin and bones. You have to be toned and muscular. You have to be obese to be beautiful. I mean, some people overuse that hashtag making it sound like you have to be big to be beautiful. And I just, I wish that we could just whitewash all of it and just be like, let's start fresh. Let's wipe this 
wipe this down and use this hashtag just to say, yes, you're beautiful. Yes, you're beautiful. Yes, you're beautiful. And leave it at that and just be positive about our own bodies and our own shapes. Yeah, and I think, yeah, like we said, like we said at the beginning, your beauty is on the inside. So kind of like your body on the inside. Is your healthy body, is your, is your healthy, is your body healthy on the inside? Even if you are bigger, skinny, because skinny people can be unhealthy, overweight people can be healthy. You don't know their body, you don't know their history. So try not to make any judgments on that. And yeah, I definitely agree with the whole body positivity movement. I think sometimes with a lot of these movements, there's going to be different opinions and they can kind of spiral. Unfortunately, sometimes those move, those hashtags, like you're saying, may kind of hurt the movement itself. Um, because at the end of the day, I think of body positivity as just being happy with your body, your body. And, you know, if you want to advocate for others, I think that's great. But as long as you're happy with your own body, that's great. As long as you just don't hurt anyone else or don't shame anyone else, if you're just happy and you're trying to spread positivity like you, like what you do, I think that's fine. I think that's great. I, I don't see the point in shaming others. I don't see the point in pointing out that these people, oh, they have inherently are better or they're inherently have less flaws because of this. Um, like you said, it's, it's someone's body. You don't even know them for the most part and you don't know what their body's gone through. I mean, to me, it's amazing what bodies can go through. Like my mom, she's done so many surgeries and is like a cancer survivor. And so it's like amazing what some of these bodies can handle. And I think just illustrating that the these bodies are beautiful, not because the way they look but what they go through like the journey of the body i think is really can be really powerful especially for like cancer survivors or people who have lost a lot of weight like huge transformations when people lose like hundreds of pounds um it can be it can be it can be really hard so. yeah. i love that you added the emphasis on your when you said body positivity about your body mm -hmm. that too many people are trying to deflect it on what other people's bodies look like and they should be focusing on their on, but the movement should be focusing on the individual like be positive about your own skin be positive about your own body and not so much comparing to everyone else with that hashtag and I, and I think that they are trying to do that in their own way um and I think what they want to do is advocate for body positivity for others and that's great but I kind of think that how you do that is just having regular conversations with people and being confident yourself and being someone who has a body and is confident in it. Like yeah. you, you have a body, you're confident, you have a platform, you share it, people see that. And that's the root of the movement that I think is really powerful is when you just see people going about their day who are empowered, who can be models, who can be anything they want despite what their body is. That I think is gonna be like a true testament of the body positivity movement. I think that's what really can change people's minds I sometimes think the advocacy actually drives people away from it, especially when it's aggressive or negative. So I really appreciate like your platform and what like other models like you do or other body positivity, you know, advocates or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited that your perspective is actually different and pretty interesting. I really like that. Um, and also I really appreciate you talking about the health aspect. Some body positivity people kind of ignore the health um, because they'll still reflect it and say, well, you don't really care about the health. You're just trying to discriminate against my body when if someone is actually concerned for your body, that's worth noting. For one, that they actually are concerned for you. They do care for you. And three, you're probably just projecting your own insecurities onto them. Um, and so I really hope you, people like that definitely get the help that they need one day. Um, but if they don't and they're happy, kind of power to them. I just, it may not be the most healthy though, if that makes sense. <clears throat> yeah, totally. Awesome. So, you know, what, what, 
what is some advice you have for people who are struggling with their body that you know like like so many people <laughs> like I know it's like love yourself but like what is what what did you do to become in your own body man I will tell you I was there <laughs> I was so there um I can just remember just for years especially right after having my third child that I I I struggled big time thinking that stretch marks were going to be accepted anywhere. <laughs> um, I think that the biggest thing that helped me and that I, I really try to project um, to others in the same situation is exactly how what I described earlier is just that it's so subjective. So as long as you get out of your own head about what the expectations of beauty are supposed to be, that and start accepting that what you have is also beautiful. Um, I think that's the only way to get over any physical, you know, negativity that you have about yourself is is recognizing taking taking your own feelings out of the equation or your fear of what other people are thinking out of the equation, and accepting that what that person might be thinking is gross is what this person thinks is holy cow where can I find one of you <laughs> um that's been that's been the biggest aha moment for me is just really accepting that it's not about what you do or don't have in the terms of a body I mean I'm 5'11 and so growing up I was the tall one and I hated that I hated being the tall one I stood out like a sore thumb everywhere I went. I'm not just tall. I'm, I've always been thick. <laughs> and uh, I hated that. And it wasn't until I, I found out that 5'11 is a great, great gig for models that I was like, this whole time I was taught if you're sticking out, you got something wrong with you. I would slunch over in school because I didn't want to be taller than the 5'8 girls in my class, you know, or the boys that were shorter than me. I had hunchbacks, like trying to hide how tall I was. I refused to wear heels because I was so afraid of not being accepted with the height that I am. And it wasn't until that aha moment that, that, you know, what one person thinks is abnormal for a body size or shape, another person thinks is fantastic. And as long as you can remove your own, uh, Get, your, get out of your own head and accept that about yourself and be that be your own cheerleader cheerleader and look at like I look at my body and say I birth for three kids <laughs> that's amazing mm -hmm. um, and accept that that's that's my biggest advice man get out of your own head and accept that it's subjective you might you might have been in a toxic situation where you were taught differently so was I at one point guess what reteach yourself rewire that brain because it, it's subjective accept who you are and love yourself yeah definitely um i definitely admit it's super hard <laughs> you would understand that you know you definitely have to rework everything in your brain and even if you were specifically taught to love yourself because most people teach that i still think in society when so many people are around and you always feel judged you always kind of have that paranoia that you're being judged or you see tons of people on TV that are maybe not bigger or maybe not equally represented in the, the many body types that there are, you're going to feel, you know, insecure about it eventually. And that doesn't mean people who are skinny or fit are not going to feel it anyways. I feel like there needs to be more conversations on body because I feel like everyone, almost everyone is going to have body issues and it's going to 
have an issue with their body at some point, but not everyone is comfortable talking about it. It's kind of like mental health. A lot of people have mental health problems. A lot of people deal with it, but there is such a lack of communication with it. And because of the stigma that this is why like these conversations are important. Um, but I definitely agree with what you're saying. Yeah, you have to rework your brain. It's it's definitely very hard, of course, but I think people in the wrong one would be more happy and more accepting of themselves and then others because of how they feel about themselves. Because a lot of times when people judge others, they have something going on that's projecting that. Um, and they have to get, the, hopefully they'll work it out one day. If not, still power to you to ignore that and, you know, be yourself. So, you know, there's so many things to think about when it comes to that. So your model journey, you talked about being approached, which is, that's amazing. So what do you have advice for someone who wants to be a model, but hasn't been approached? Do they just go to an agency? Like, what is your advice on that? Um, I would definitely recommend doing your research for agencies in your area. I mean, there are a lot. I, I thought that modeling agencies were going to be based out of LA, New York, Miami, and that's about it. Um, I, there's, there's modeling agencies everywhere and, and a lot of them will only do local work. So you're not going to, you know, become a, an overnight Hollywood sensation necessarily. A lot of them only work with, with local, you know, commercials or, or TV segments that, you know, on the news that they need some, a model for background, you know, whatever. Um, I, after I, I did some research on the agent that had approached me, I actually did Google modeling agencies in the Phoenix area because I just thought, is this guy legit? Like, is there modeling out here? Um, and I was surprised there's, there's about six of them out here um, that I discovered just from Google searching modeling agency, Phoenix, Arizona. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I would just recommend doing that, doing your research on what you have local um, and start there. And a lot of times they do have um, like open call auditions. A lot of times they have something very specific only that they specialize in that, you know, they're looking to, to uh, book for, but that, that's where I would start. Just Google search your area and, and, and look at their website, look what they're about. Um, I, I eventually did sign with this agent specifically because their agency mission reflected the values that I wanted to be represented with. Um, so I didn't have to worry about any gigs that they might be sending me on that would make me uncomfortable. Right. Um, and so that's also very important as well as you can't just sign with the first person that approaches you or the first Google search that you do, do your research and make sure that you're, you're able to trust who you're signing with to represent you to brands the way that you are comfortable being presented as. Yeah. And I think if you're going to take a gig, um, know what their brand stands for because if you, if you don't do your research and it's maybe a brand that you really don't agree with or you're not you don't really like the brand it's hard to be positive and happy about what you're standing for and what you're modeling you know what i mean um i mean of course you understand <laughs> <laughs> but awesome that's great and so how does it work you just go in and they do like interview or do you need like a resume or photos like a pictures and stuff how does that work i really don't know <laughs> yes to all of the above <laughs> um so initially it was like a, well, hold on, let me back up. So it, it can depend. Um, there have been one, there have been auditions I've gone on that were um, interview style, um, whether it be Zoom, most, I mean, most of what I've gone on is Zoom because I started this, you know, less than eight months before a pandemic hit. Um, so what I'm familiar with right now are, are Zoom auditions. 
Um, a lot of times they'll just say, submit your comp card, which is basically a collage of your headshots and then your snippet of how tall you are, what your measurements are. Um, so they'll ask to submit your comp card and then a reel of you doing a slate, which is basically saying, like I would say, my name is Mandy Coffey. I'm represented by blah, blah, blah agency. Um, and this is my audition for blah, 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 you know. Um, and then you would read whatever script they gave you or your monologue that you've prepared type of thing. It's, it's interesting because models sometimes are still expected to audition as if it was an acting gig um, because they want to see your mannerisms because a lot of what you are projecting in your normal conversation or, or script is also going to be captured with the lens, if that makes sense. Modeling is acting, if that makes sense. Um, but there have been times too where I've been called on a, uh, for a gig and I didn't do anything. <laughs> like my first gig with Bali Brand, uh, literally they saw a headshot and they're like, sold, we want her. <laughs> and so I didn't, I didn't have to do anything. My, my agent had already had my headshot up on the website and that was enough for them. Um, same with, I did a, um, a TV segment for Snore and Living, ABC 15 out here. Um, they needed some plus size models to um, wear luxury brand designer dresses for a pop-up boutique that was coming. I didn't do anything for that either. I, they like literally just picked a handful of us from our pictures online. So it really, it really can vary. Um, I would just say, be prepared for it all. Be prepared to have to do an audition where you're reading a script, even though you're not an actor and be prepared to be called out of the blue for doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, awesome. Thank you. Do you have, I know you're going on a shoot soon, but do you have any other future projects you're working on? Even if it's aside from modeling, if it's school projects or maybe <laughs> a podcast or something you're being featured on, definitely what's going on. <laughs> so my, I have two main things going on right now. Uh, one is community service. I just signed up to sew a hundred face masks for our local Indian reservation and oh. <laughs> I get it over my head. <laughs> I don't know why I thought a that I could sew and b that I could have a hundred done for them. <laughs> so that's my main project right now. It has nothing to do with modeling or Instagram, but that is that's my main focus. I got to get those masks done. Um, as far as modeling goes, I am gunning for Sports Illustrated swimsuit. I have been pretty active in their community and working with their different social media challenges and. Um, they sent me a, a free swimsuit, and so I've been doing a lot of just side things for them, trying to make it to the next round, um, which I don't know what that even looks like now, because usually they have in-person auditions and, and whatnot, so it is definitely going to be a little bit different. Everything is relying on social media and being noticed there, so those are my two main projects. I, I have one that's nothing to do with adorably Mandy and one that will entirely rely on adorably Mandy. <laughs> That's great though. Um, yeah, that was my last question. Do you have anything that you want to bring up that we didn't talk about that you'd like to share with our audience? Um, no, you know, honestly, I just want to make sure and I know that, that, I mean, obviously I've been following you now for a while as well. And, and uh, I just want to make sure that, that my, official statement is just to keep smiling. I know that uh, things are, are just weird and uh, even if there is a light at the end of the tunnel coming soon, I think 
past this pandemic, it's just going to be so important that we start the habits now to spread the positivity, to spread joy, to find what makes us, what makes us uh, joyful, what brings us joy, <laughs> chase, chase those things that make, make our lives happy, um, and keep choosing to be cheerful. Thank you, Mandy Coffey, for coming on our episode today. It was great learning about the world of modeling, the body positivity movement, and just what you have done to feel positive in your body and what you've done to love yourself. So thank you, everybody. We hope you learned a lot from this and look forward to our next episode. Thank you, everyone.